So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Easy Conversations. I just want to start off by saying thanks to everyone that listened to the last episode. Definitely going to go down as one of my favorites. So now, for episode 60 of Easy Conversations, I'm extremely excited, of course, to be in the studio virtually with the homie Eric. Say what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? I hope everybody's having a great day right now, and you're in for a treat tonight. Episode 60, it's a big one, and we definitely have a doozy in store for you. Big episode indeed, Eric. I was going to mention that. Episode 60, I mean, it's been close to 40, like over 40 episodes for me, or close to, and... It's flew by, like we've, I've mentioned before. I, I, we get more comfortable after every episode. For episode 60, we're gonna have a Ask Me Anything part two. And everybody listen till the end because that's when we're gonna be having our draw for the Easy Conversation mugs. You've seen the pictures on Instagram, but they, they look fire. Got a ton of questions submitted to us for this episode. And we're not gonna waste any time here. We're gonna start off by, the first person that submitted a question was Justin Mocktinger. Thank you so much. And his first question is kind of like a heavy one. It's how are you guys doing during the COVID pandemic? Like what are some of the struggles you've experienced? I mean, the longer this pandemic's going, I am getting a little, I'm getting more and more frustrated. I'm not going to lie. I put like a happy face when I go to work and don't complain. But when I'm alone in my house, I'm kind of like, kind of bums me out a little. Like seeing what the news is saying every day. And then people like complaining about this or that. Not everyone not being on the same page, I guess, is what's bugging me. So the struggle for me would just be like to keep a good headspace and to be positive and just like know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, that's my that's my biggest thing right now. Yeah, great answer, Matt. And first of all, I just want to say amazing intro. Killed it. Thank you. And yeah, Justin, great question. I think it's important that we start off with this one because it's something that everyone's feeling right now. Like like you said, Matt, as time is going on, everyone's getting more and more sick of it especially in Ontario now, like it's the third time that we're in lockdown where our interactions are extremely limited with other people right now. And for the people who don't get to go into work, who don't get to see their colleagues and their work friends on a daily basis, it's hard. And it's getting harder by the day really to just be kind of isolated at home working. Yeah, we're working away and like there's stuff to keep us busy, but that social interaction is killer to just like randomly one day we just lost it and yeah at first it wasn't that bad I thought like there was a lot of time to reflect and like developing new hobbies has been a big thing to keep um like a positive headspace to like want to learn more about stuff like I'm going to touch on this later as well in some of the other questions we got but like I picked up a new skill in gardening and tending to plants like that's been a new hobby that really came in out of nowhere for me and it's been something that's been really fun to learn more about research on plants and give energy to a garden and I think that's something that a lot of people have done in quarantine so I would definitely recommend if anyone's looking for um, motivation would be to look up something and try to learn something new like I mentioned jokingly last pod that you could learn how to make vases out of clay like I'm seriously considering it now I mean it's gotten to the point where nothing's off the table right like I wish I was able to paint well. That'd be a great way to pass the time. Our uncle Pat, actually, I've had him on the pod as well. He's, um, I'm going all over the place here, but he's become like a really good painter. And that's something that he picked up a few years ago, I want to say. So like anything is possible. Nothing is too crazy. I think that anyone can learn anything if you really want to. And yep. even though you may think that you may have like found out everything about yourself, that you know what your likes and dislikes are, there's always something more that you can 
discover about yourself and now's the perfect time to do it so yeah overall it's tough a lot of ups and downs we can still go up again and i think by looking inward and looking for new hobbies like that's a good way to get up yeah and one of the things that like i I make it through the week because i'm i think i'm able to go to work on location and uh, that's like the most social interactions i get all week and it's it's much needed actually just to talk to people that's what's pushing me through this uh, pandemic is just like knowing I have to go to work. It keeps my routine going and my mind always like keeps my mind going. Not much more I need to say about that. Also, like reach out to people. I think it's good to stay connected. And it's so easy with social media now that we kind of take it for granted. And we we kind of don't even want to reach out to people because we're we don't know what kind of mm-hmm. energy we'll be bringing to a conversation. But I guarantee you, I've reached out to a few people that I hadn't spoken to in a little bit in the last week. And they really appreciated just me reaching out. And we had great conversations about, yeah, maybe sports or some lighthearted topics. But at least it was great conversation. And afterwards, we're both both feeling just happier about having reconnected with someone. So I whether that be through a call um, a group zoom or just an individual message to someone on Facebook that goes a long way. And the other person definitely appreciates it. And yeah, a few of my friends have called me out of the blue to love it every single time. So if anyone wants wow. to call me, I'm always available. And if you want me to call you, just let me know. So those spontaneous uh, little FaceTimes, even if it's like five, 10 minutes, I love it because right now we don't get to see many people on a daily basis. Right. So I'm ashamed to admit I'm I'm bad for that. And like COVID's pushed me to like, no, I don't want to talk to this person because we're going to end up talking about COVID. But Eric, you've inspired me. I'm going to make a bigger effort. No, it's a great question, Justin. I mean, this whole episode could be on this topic. So I think we just, we've said what we've said. And I think we should move on to the next question. Agreed. Okay, my first question. It's either, it's going to be a super hard one or a super easy one, Eric. But I want to know, who is your favorite cousin? Oh, my God. You're putting me on the spot like that? <laughs> you don't wow. Have to what a guy. That's so tough. I mean, <laughs> we're super close no, Eric, as Eric, a family. You don't want to answer. Yeah. So, yeah. oh, man. And now, like, we do a pod together. So, imagine if I say someone else. Huh? Like, a... Is that going to mess up our dynamic here? I don't know. But, I mean... I just wanted to see your reaction. Okay, so you're you not actually asking me to, to give an answer. Yeah, it's a joke. It's a oh, joke. Okay. It's a joke. <laughs> well, you got a reaction. That's for sure. Okay, good. <laughs> but in all honesty, though, I just want to say I love all my cousins. I'm thankful that I come from both sides of my family. I have a lot of cousins, and we're pretty close in age. And like you and I, Matt, we get to do this pod together. And that's mm-hmm. just a testament to how close we are and, like, we could do I we could both do a pod with a bunch of other cousins if we so chose, but we won't. We're we've committed to this and it works. So my actual first question. I just wanted to see your reaction. You know what? This played better in my head. I'm like and then when I saw you struggling, I'm like, oh no, I put him in like a or between a rock and a hard. Put my place. mind in a pretzel. <laughs> okay, my first question, very easy. It's what's your favorite candy? I was always a big fuzzy peach guy as a kid. I remember going to the theater and just devouring like the the huge bags. I don't even think they make yeah. those. Those aren't regulation size bags. I think they had to <laughs> ban those. But I remember fuzzy peaches at um, 
at Silver City watching one of the yeah. Pokemon movies, actually. I remember distinctly. We were eating it out of, like, a big bucket, too. Just dump the bag into a bucket and just go on a town. So I guess I'm going to go put Fuzzy Peaches, but I also love Mike and Ike's, too. That's always been one of my favorites. Always snuck that in the movie theater as well. Bought it at Walmart. Little walk across the road. Sneak in there. Yeah, those are my yeah, two off the, the top. I'm sure I'm forgetting some stuff yeah. there, but those are some big ones. What about you? Yeah, the Silver City has the bulk barn in the Walmart across the street at the mall, so it's perfect. No, I like sa- uh, sour gummy worms, gummy bears, mm. and like peach rings. Those are my okay. uh, favorite candy. Right on. Yeah. So you asked me, well, first you asked me a really tough one, and then you went with the lighthearted stuff. I'm going to go with a, a classic question that we never like answering and that I've Uh-oh. finally got an answer for myself, and I want to see if you have one now, Matt. So my first question for you is, what is your biggest weakness? <sighs> Wow. It's like, how, how honest do I want to be? It's up to you. I mean, you can answer first if you want. I might, I may need like another, okay. like a 10 seconds to think about it. So that's it, always right? one that stumps you in an interview, right? Like you never know what to say. Mm-hmm. You got those people who say like, Oh, I work too hard. Well, that ain't me. So my answer, which I finally now discovered through a few years of working is um, dealing with conflict. That's something that I absolutely hate. I'm not very good at. I avoid it at all costs. I want to bring the people together, not draw barriers and walls between people. I want to burn those bridges. I want to collaborate. So that's definitely... But that's something that I will have to overcome, right? There's always going to be conflict in the workplace and there are better ways than just full-on avoiding conflict or giving my two cents in a situation where someone may be... I don't know. Like I don't need to give examples here there, but dealing with conflict is something that's important to know how to to handle too um yeah <laughs> those are tough situations but something i want to improve on for sure okay wow great answer eric i'm gonna go with i think i care too much about what other people think about me sometimes and i know that sounds like is that a weakness but that actually causes a lot of like anxiety and sometimes problems at work where I'm too harsh on myself because I think everyone's like judging me too hardly. Or if I get a vibe that someone is displeased with me, I get really like, I react strongly and I want to be, why are you mad at me or something? Like I, I can't, I can't have anyone mad at me. It's like a control thing. I should learn to let things go and not like get hung up on every little thing, which I'm doing much better on. But I used to be like, couldn't stand anyone like, having a problem with me and I try to like stay neutral in every situation which kind of like touches on what you were saying right Eric yeah no, Matt I can 100% relate yeah. to what you're saying right now yeah and I'm it's sure just, we're not tough. the only ones so I yeah. hear you we we care too much about what people think about us and often we focus on the negative right like yep I don't know we don't dwell as much if someone's praising us or being or really laughing at our jokes well obviously we're happy like we want people to think you're funny in a situation or like that you look good but then if the one person out of the whole group who loved your joke doesn't and said like says like that was a stupid joke that's that's what you're taking away from it kind of i don't know but i hear you 100 percent. i know what you're saying dealing with conflict tough question yeah Yeah, 100 percent. they should be easier after this i yeah teed you up with a tough one to start now we're going to keep going with our listener questions so we're going to again like we did on the episode 40 we're going to alternate between listener questions and then questions that we prepared for ourselves so the next question is from my friend katrina blumquist is actually for matt first how many movies do you own like physical blu-rays and dvds like to hold in my hand i, pr- I own over three thousand. 
Now, some of them are repeat movies, but like physically, I own 3,000 Blu-rays and DVDs. Okay. And the next one she had was also for you is what are your top five favorite bands? So we're going to omit rap here, and I'm also going to chime okay. in. Uh, five, five bands as so well. So no hip-hop. Okay. No hip-hop. My favorite band is 100% Oasis. Then number two is Neil Young. Number three would be Elton John. Four, I mean, four or five, it's like The Beatles or Aerosmith. I mean, U2. Those, that, that's like six right there. So, yeah. I love the, all those artists. Yeah. Great picks. So you all know me as a rap guy, but I also diversify as well. So I have an answer for this too. So in no particular order, I'm a big The Tragically Hip guy. Red Hot Chili Peppers, seen them in concert twice. They're killer. Not even talking The Killers. Always been a big fan since I was a kid. When I wasn't as into music, The Killers are one of the like kind of gateway um, drugs, if you will, when it comes to music and pretty easy to vibe to. So saw them in concert as well. Great stuff. I guess... Wow. I'm just going to honorable mention Linkin Park here as well. Not that they're one of my top five bands, but they also kind of helped get me into music. And then I'm going to put Queen in there. Ooh, nice. And this is really recently that I've really started to get into their music, but it would be The Doors up next. Huge L.A. woman guy. And I guess Beatles too. Like I do own um, Abbey Road on vinyl, Humble Brag, and that's a great album that I always throw on here and there. But... Other than that, I don't really listen to the Beatles, so I'm not going to put them in there. But the Doors have made the cut. Wow. So Great list. Thank you. Yeah. And then last question was, this was actually from both Zach, my brother, and Katrina, was what is your ideal or dream job? And then the note that Katrina added in there was, other than being a serious actor, Eric. <laughs> so... <laughs> Matt, I'll let you go first on that one. Like ideal job and dream job to me are a little different. Like to me, dream job, I can make up a job. Like that would be my job. So, so I'm going to go with that. I actually asked Zach and he said like something that'd be kind of realistic. Like okay. not like okay. an NHLer, for example. Okay, right? got it. Honest. Okay. Uh, my, my dream job then or my ideal job would be as a movie critic and getting flown to all the festivals, reviewing all the movies, just watching movies for a living basically and like, writing about them and i know it's like it's like well why don't you do that you can do that you know with the internet and stuff but it's like i'm i don't have faith in my writing skills sadly so could use uh, this lockdown time to just hone that craft and who knows maybe right yeah but no, that's a great answer i could definitely see that for you for sure me i mean obviously acting is uh, a dream i haven't given up yet as you know i've been a couple movies but we don't need to dwell on that and um <laughs> But actually, like, my ideal job down the road I see for myself would be kind of as, like, a consultant who does work to improve workplace operations in um, a business or an office and use, like, training and presentation skills that I've acquired in the last few years. Like, I see that as a realistic goal for myself that I would like to achieve. And who knows? Like, we'll see what direction uh, I end up going work career wise but that's definitely something that i've like i've seen a few people do that job now and i know it's a, a pretty good job and that i could see myself doing great answer mine's less realistic than yours you know what i mean like well, well you never know never Who know knows? exactly yeah this is a question just for you eric i can't answer this okay and you'll know why 
it's okay because you told me you you had a short span as a rap like you wanted to be a rapper for a little oh, bit okay so like let's say you make it big you make it big you're about to go on stage and they introduce introduce you eric like what's what's your rapper name that's what i want to know Oh God, um, rapper name. Well, some people know me as Little Eric from back in the day. I guess I'm bringing that back for the masses. <laughs> rapper, I don't know. That's honestly something I've always struggled with, and you're gonna be disappointed that I I don't have an answer for that. Like, okay. I've tried variations of my last name, Saloom and Eric. Like, obviously, and this kind of goes into the next question I had for you, because okay. like one of my nicknames is Easy. But then yeah. I wouldn't go as easy because of Easy E, rest in peace. So I don't know, honestly, that, that's a tough question. And I know you're maybe expecting that I had an answer, but it's been, it's little Eric and he ain't never going to make it. So <laughs> fair enough. My next question for you is what is your favorite nickname that people have for you? I prefer, my name is Mathieu, like in French, um, but I prefer people to call me Matt. I per, but um, people have called me Maddie as well. Mm. And do I prefer it? No. Only I only let a certain amount of people get away with calling me Maddie. Okay. And it has to be like, I don't know, every person, it's very circumstantial, but Matt is the preferred nickname for me. And like, honestly, I would change, I would legally change my name to Matt maybe one day. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So I want to know, like, what's the everything. criteria to be eligible to address you as Maddie? Like, do I make that list, that short list? Well, it's mostly like I allow women. It's mostly okay. like that's what I want. Attractive. To hear. That's women what I thought. Or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. To me, Maddie is like a little kid's name, right? Like, oh, little Maddie over there. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I'm too tall to be a Maddie. That's true, but not to the women, though. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, you don't really. Eric doesn't really have a nickname, right? Hey, man, I have a ton of nicknames. I mean, I I wrote down easy on here. Like, I like that. Like, my work friends call me that. Um, it's always been like Saloom. Again, I guess on the topic of music, it's only logical that this is our next question, which is from our uncle Pat. Which his question was, "What is your choice for the goat greatest of all time song lyric? If greatest is too restrictive." Maybe some of your favorites. Okay, so this may be long because I actually spent hours on this question. This is the one I took the longest time to find a goat song lyric, which I'll tell you right now I could not find because for me, music, cha it, it changes so much with me with time and it, music reminds me of specific memories and times in my life and vibes. So there'll be certain types of rap and if you think my favorite song lyrics aren't rap you're nuts but rap like it's <laughs> like there'll be certain a certain genre of rap music that i listen to like when we partied or went out and stuff and i love those lyrics but those will never be my favorite lyrics but those are some of my favorite verses just because of the memories i associate with them and be like oh yeah like i sunk a, a shot playing beer pong listening to that line kind of thing on the drop stuff like that but then when it comes to real lyricism and rap i wrote down verses that i'm not gonna rap i'm just gonna rattle off and recommend as some of my some of my personal favorite rap verses of all time so the first one I wrote, which in my opinion is one of the best verses in hip-hop, is the RZA's verse on Fourth Chamber, which is a classic rap song. Method Man, both his verses on Shadowboxing. Jay-Z's verse on Drug Dealers Anonymous. 
Issa Gold's verse on Peaceful by Chuck Strangers. Freddie Gibbs and Pusha T on Palmolive. Notorious B.I.G. verse number three on Machine Gun Funk. And lastly, I'll just put Drake's verse on Money to Blow is what made me a fan of Drake before I hated him. And that verse on that song, Money to Blow, is what made me a fan of his. I actually wrote down a bunch of other like little lines. I'm not going to go over them right now. Except for... All the crazy shit I did Those will be the best memories. Just because of like that very simple two bars by Kid Cudi on Memories by David Guetta. But that just brings me back to grade 11, grade 12, high school, and just some all-time memories. That's always a classic song. And whenever that comes on, it's always a good night. So, you know, that was a long answer. And I had more to give on that too, but I had to cut it. I shut it down for you. So let Matt go here. Wow, Eric, that was incredible. Like, you actually have one of my answers, which I find incredible. I'm just going to explain why I also chose hip-hop lyrics. Other Like, Oasis is my favorite band. I would never have one of their lyrics for my favorite lyrics because it's, it's rock and roll, you know, it's about sex drugs and rock and roll it's not like profound lyrics like as is the case for like a lot of hip-hop groups i listen to like public enemy is one of my favorite hip-hop groups and like their lyrics are unreal and like written in the late 80s some of their songs have such great lyrics welcome to the terror dome and anything on fear of the of a black planet their third album amazing lyrics i also want to say rizza on fourth chamber his whole verse is unreal like that was like i wrote down four of them and that's one of them eric that's cool the other one is uh, The Whole Song Changes by Tupac. Mm. I mean, that's classic. Uh, the Gangstar song, Code of the Street. Uh, Guru just like tears it up in that song. Like he's, all the lyrics in that, in that song are great. And this is a non-rap song, actually. I love the lyrics to this Neil Young song. And it's Don't Let It Bring You Down on uh, After the Gold Rush album. Great song. Okay, but my favorite, I actually wrote down like two lines from Shook Ones Part 2 by Mob Deep. Like I love, like who does, like it's a classic song, and I love when Prodigy says, "Your simple words just don't move me. You're minor, we're major. You're all up in the game and don't deserve to be a player." That I love that line. Love that line. That <laughs> That's song's my classic. Yeah, that whole his whole verse on Shook One's Part Two is classic, but. Yep. That's my answer. Man, I could I know I forgot a bunch too and I know like I I was just going through my iTunes and I filtered it by plays, like the songs I've listened to the most. And like I couldn't really pick a song that's come out recently. But yeah, RZA and Fourth Chamber, classic. Hey, yo, Camouflage Chameleon, Ninja Skill in Your Building, No Time to Grab Your Gun, They Already Got Your Wife and Children. I wrapped that whole verse. I actually I've seen Wu-Tang Clan once in concert and I've wow. seen Ghostface Killer as well and both times they played that song. Pretty wow. funny. So at the Ghostface show, he played that song, and I rapped the whole RZA verse on Fourth Chamber. And then the next song up, Ghostface started talking to the crowd. And he was like, okay, I'm going to need two people from the crowd to come up on stage to rap Method Man's verse on... I forget the song, but the guy in front of me turned around and was like, this guy, like, no, 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 I'm not going up for that song. If, wow. <laughs> so if it was for that song that I just rapped, maybe I would have done it. But for a random Method Man verse, no disrespect, on um, a Wu-Tang song, it's just because I didn't know it by heart. I would have yeah. been more than happy to go up and little Eric, you know, <laughs> that it's all coming full circle. The guy would have flexed on stage in front of a couple hundred people, so... Maybe I should have went up. 
Anyways, who knows? We'll never know. In another timeline, I went up on stage and did yeah. my best. We can both agree, though, Eric, that like hip hop has the best lyrics, bar none. Like, yep. there's so much, and they're so still relevant today. Like the old ones. Like, listen to any Public Enemy album from the '80s, and it's so relevant still. That's why I love it. I actually never really listened to Public Enemy, to be honest. Oh. Like, I got, I gotta give their um their early material a chance. Sleeping. Just do the first two albums. Just do the first two albums and like get back to me. Will do. So, what was your next question for me? Thank you, Uncle Pat. Great question. Super easy question. It's who's your favorite golfer of all time? I'm gonna go Tiger. Tiger. Okay. I always root for him, even though like and we actually just watched this documentary the other day. It was really interesting and like very sad as well. It's funny how we kind of bash documentaries in our last pod, but um, when it's on like a captivating figure like like tiger woods and just seeing his upbringing was really insane and all the pressure he felt and how his um collapse or his fall from grace happened and then his come his redemption story is all time i love tiger i always cheer for though in tournaments nowadays like i always cheer for justin thomas i like brooks kepka a lot of people aren't a fan of him but i always root for him jordan spieth too how about you good answer i need to watch that documentary but uh I also like Tiger a lot, but my favorites would be uh, Sergio Garcia, and uh, this is a weird, <laughs> this is controversial, but Phil Mickelson, big okay, fan. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, people hate Phil. <laughs> I also. I don't know. No, I, I, I respect like it. I mean, yeah. you kind of like to root for those controversial figures, right? Like nowadays, like a Bryson DeChambeau is pretty <laughs> hated. Like a lot of people hate him, but I kind of. I find it funny how much people hate on him, and I like kind of root for him at the same time. But he's um, definitely a controversial figure, and I also like Dustin Johnson as well. Like, yeah, I, I root yeah. for him as well. So my next question for you is, what is your favorite type of clothing or go-to outfit? Like, if you had to break down your your favorite outfit, what is it? Uh, a very fitting pair of jeans. Like, I could wear jeans every day. And I finally learned, like, I've seen the light thanks to, like, my sister telling me a million times, but, like, to wear jeans that actually fit me and aren't too baggy, you know, like, no, it looks, it's unappealing. Basically, jeans with a very, with a t-shirt, not like a t-shirt with, like, a huge design in the front or, like, a cheap one, like, just, like, a nice, I don't know, like, I, I recently got, like, a Lululemon t-shirt. Yeah, probably overpaid for it, but it no. feels like it's super comfortable. Exactly. Like, Absolutely not. You you agree with me. Yeah. So like a nice designer t-shirt like that, like a Lululemon. Yeah, you pay more, but you know what? You're wearing that clothes. You're wearing that shirt all day. You might as well wear the best quality or one of the best quality. So jeans and a t-shirt, like that's how I walking outside. And if I have to go out somewhere, that's my go-to is jeans and a t-shirt. And maybe with a baseball cap too sometimes. Okay, nice. Yeah. Great answer. Since I got my first pair of Lululemon pants, that's all I've known. I now own like five pairs of Lululemon pants. Are they expensive? Yes. But is it all I ever wear? Yes. And all I will ever wear <laughs> every day. Nice. One of my Lulu pants or Lulu sweats and then an easy hoodie. Always repping the easy conversations. Brand. So that would be if I was in like an animated character in a TV show or a video game, it'd be Lulu pants gray easy hoodie maybe a maybe a hat but yeah that's the go-to i just bought a pair of shorts from lululemon eric and i don't think i'll ever wear any other type of shorts like they're amazing it's like, unreal man the people unreal. Who, who hate on people yeah. who wear lululemon don't own anything from there it's the 
We got to get them to sponsor us one day. No free ads. Well but um, does not get better than that. So, well, our next question is from the homie Zane Merhi. Which mafia movie would you say is the best? Okay, his question was specifically, which one do I think is the best? And the answer is The Godfather. Okay. This is me objectively speaking, because Goodfellas is my favorite movie of all time. But if I'm looking like objectively, it's The Godfather. It has, it's a perfect movie in my opinion. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm only going to say that and I'll go into it on another episode if you want me to, why I love the movie. And that could be a future episode or whatever, but... The Godfather is my answer. Mine would be like, I also took that question in those parameters and applied my um, knowledge of mafia movies. And I have to definitively say that The Irishman, I believe, is the best mafia movie of all time. No, I'm kidding. I Me, mean, it's good. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't know where to go with this. Yeah. <laughs> he used to be my favorite cousin, not anymore. Um, <laughs> but no, me for me, it's Goodfellas for sure. Nice. Partially because it is my favorite, but also because like I've only seen Godfather once. Godfather 2, I've only seen once as well. Maybe if I saw Godfather 2, which I enjoyed Godfather 2 more. I believe we kind of touched Whoa. on this when we did our gangster episode way back when. But I'm going to go Goodfellas. I know this wasn't really the question, but I'm just going to throw in that I'm right now I'm watching the show Peaky Blinders, which I actually put up a poll a few weeks back and people did recommend that I get into this. Thank you to every single person who voted yes. Matt, I believe you voted no. I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. Okay, I I love the first two seasons too. I got to a point where I was like, I don't want to say why I stopped watching Eric. I, I mean, I don't know where you're at, but it's a super cool show. I'm not going to deny the acting is superb. Very cool, like fun to watch. Uh, we'll have to discuss it off air okay. because like I'm going into spoilers here and I don't want to ruin anything. And I do not want you to ruin them. So yeah, we'll, yeah. Uh, we'll take this offline. So yeah, thanks Zane for the question. Uh, Matt? Okay. What is, Eric, what's a popular sport that you're not a fan of? So of, of like the main sports. Yeah, oh, the main one. It's actually, it'll, it'll be a toss up for me between basketball and baseball. What? Yeah, I'm not I'm not a baseball guy at all. So long. I've been to a few games. Like actually being in the ballpark is really fun. Been to Wrigley Field in Chicago. Great times. Love just getting after it at the ball game. To sit down and watch a full game of baseball, I just don't have the stomach for it. And kind of the same with basketball. There's a little too much back and forth, not that much suspense. Like you know like Steph is gonna drain his buckets and it's maybe the end of a game will be a little more interesting. And I find that playoff basketball tends to be more um, interesting and competitive, but regular season, I just don't have time for it. So yeah, it's a toss up between basketball and baseball. I've actually played basketball with the homies a few years in a row. We just went after work at a rec center down the hill. That was super fun. Like I really enjoyed playing basketball. So maybe just for that reason, I'm going to have to give the slight edge to basketball. Who would have thought? So baseball is my least favorite major sport. Over to you, uh, Matt. I know baseball is sad, saddened by that. Yeah, <laughs> baseball is my second favorite after hockey, of course. The one I don't like, and a lot of like most of the world loves this sport, but I can literally only watch it if it's like the quarterfinals of the Euro or World Cup, and that's soccer <laughs> or football, as most of the world knows it. Uh, I don't know. I just can never get into watching it. Never. I just. 
I don't know. Maybe it's because they control the ball so well and it can become boring and tedious. And I don't know any of the players. That that never helps in a sport, not knowing any of the players. Disconnected. So, mm. yeah, that's my answer. Okay, yeah, soccer can be a little long to watch as well. Again, there's not much scoring in there. It's still, still baseball for me. <laughs> so, my next question for you is, what is your favorite fast food chain? Oh, that was one of my questions. Okay, nice. nice. Uh, Subway and McDonald's, and Subway would be number one. Okay, nice. Yeah, Subway, for me too, back in the day in university, there was a Subway right next to um, one of the buildings where I had class, and uh, the Laurier building, and I would... Demare. Demare, yes, thank you. I would go there like almost once a week when I had a, a nighttime class where I was already at school for like an afternoon class, and I didn't have time to come back home to get a dinner for my mom or something. I would just stay on campus, maybe eat the snacks that I had, but then I was inevitably more hungry. And then I would buy like a classic foot-long ham, fully loaded on Italian. So yeah, Subway was definitely one of my top ones. But I'm going to give Five Guys the number one spot because that's my favorite burger spot that would be qualified as fast food. I think a fully loaded Five Guys burger, second to none. And I'm also going to throw show some love to A&W, which in the same timeline as my Subway um, devouring uni days, I would always go to A&W on like a Thursday night where I had that, that dreaded 7 to 10 class. Took that class because it enabled me to have Friday off. Then I had the nice teen burger combo at Rito, the Rito Shopping Center. Was putting on the pounds those years, but hey, it was worth it. Good, uh, good, <laughs> good fast food. Quick question: Ever eaten two twelve-inch subs at Subway in one sitting? <laughs> no, but I feel like you have. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just, I'm just wondering. People think I'm nuts. <laughs> no, I never have. I mean, a foot long okay. is is enough for some people. Yeah. <laughs> Six inches definitely not enough though. Half no. sub, they're barely slapping the condiments on either. Always have to ask for more, and I was I was that yeah. guy who asked them like, yeah, hey, more tomatoes, let's go, <laughs> double down on those cukes. <laughs> I want a salad in my sandwich. Pretty right much. <laughs> I want some bread awesome. in this salad. So, all right, great stuff. Next question was from actually it was from your mom, so Taunt Mary. Had a few questions, and I believe this one was actually from your dad. So, Uncle Michel, FC, shout out. His question was, have you ever been in a hockey fight? So, you go first, Matt. Okay. The answer for me is no, but maybe this counts. I once, like, w- like wrestling style, grabbed someone from behind and did, like, a takedown. <laughs> I was very angry at the time. <laughs> And I got a penalty and my dad looked at me. My dad was a coach and he looked, his look basically said, what the, what the hell were you thinking <laughs> doing like a wrestling move out there? And yeah. So I don't know if that counts. Not really a fight. Just me being an idiot. Again, we're going to be on the same page here because I've never been in a fight, but I've just did the patented Matt WrestleMania takedown from behind. So I was the, the third man in, which arguably makes this worse. This guy on another team at a tournament had jumped my friend Cam, shout out, former guest on the pod. I was, again, I was just rattled, and I jumped the guy from behind, took him down, but then maybe this like puts me ab- above you where I did throw some punches while we were on the ground. I think we got offsetting minors, or I don't even remember <laughs> what happened after, but my dad 
did not give me a look of disgust. We ended up winning the tournament, so all was well on the way home. But yeah, that's my story for uh, if I've ever been in a fight. I have one of my teams I was on, though, that was in a tournament again in Rafe Riel, and we were, we had pumped this team. And then at the end of the game, a guy on the other team took a run at one of the players on our team and like completely smoked him. And that was the the worst timing on that player's part because the five guys, shout out five guys, on the ice on my team were the five biggest goons. A line brawl erupted. The five guys, including the guy who just got taken down, got up, squared up with a player and just kicked the shit out of all the guys on the ice. And the fans wow. from the other team, the parents were yelling at us like, you're a disgrace. Like just ripping our fan or the other the parents on our um team and the kids and our goalie actually got into the fight as well and that, that's an all-time moment i was not on the ice if that wasn't clear <laughs> that's insane i've never heard that story that's crazy all time wow good question it was a very good question it was yes thank you Uncle Michelle. i think my dad just wanted me to say that story <laughs> <laughs> They still bring it up every year to me. They're like, remember when you did that? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, you guys bring it up every year. And now it'll be brought up by the listeners as well. I'm sure it'll come up again on this pod now. I'm going to bring it back Excellent. up. So the next one we got was, I don't know if this was from your mom or from your dad, but it was, what was your favorite family trip? Mine's super easy. It's the family trip to San Francisco in 2008. It was amazing. What was the um, the highlight of that trip? It was like a 10-day trip. We went to Alcatraz, ate good food every day, did like walking tours of the city. I went on the hunt for some DVDs. I remember specifically that moment, finding like a movie store. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, that's all I'm going to say. You got the book too on movies? I got the great movies yeah. book, yeah. Good memory. Yeah, it's a couple of weeks ago. I listened. Um, so my favorite family trip, this is kind of tough, but I'm... I narrowed it down to when we went to Mexico in 2011. That's definitely one of my favorite trips. We went with another family that were like that I was friends with. One of the kids and Zach's friends, still our friends. Actually, the guy that I protected in the fight, Cam's family. So we went together on that trip in Mexico. And that was the first trip really where, like we're old enough, like I was in grade 11. And we met other kids on the trip and... That was the first time that I actually made friends on a trip like that where we had been to resorts before, but we always stuck together as a family. And even a few years ago, we had gone on a trip with a few other families and we didn't really like maybe mingled with a few other kids that we met, but nothing more than that. But on this trip, we really met a good group of people and hung out with them like every day. And that was super fun, like playing volleyball with them, even like having a couple of drinks here and there sneaking in some uh, strawberry daiquiris, you know, and uh, just <laughs> having good times. We actually snuck into the adult club on that trip. So that was um, living oh. dangerously there. I remember, like, we were con we convinced a group of other, some kids who were older than, like, Zach. I'm <laughs> just going to shout out here. He was braver than some older kids to sneak into this club at a young age. <laughs> it was uh, good times. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely one of my favorite family trips for sure. I've done a bunch though. Like that's just one that I, I wanted to talk about here. Wow, I'm jealous. Never been down south or even to Mexico. Like ugh. something that we've done a lot as a family, and like that I've since having been to Europe and like seeing different countries where we really explore and like see different cultures. It's something I didn't really think I wanted to do anytime soon again. 
but now like I'd pfft, what I would give to go down south and just spend like a week on a beach just chill and yeah it would be amazing hopefully down the road we get to go soon so the next question the last one from your mom and your dad was who would be your dream date and where would you take her for an evening out I thought long and hard about this question. I'm like, do I pick someone that I have like a shot at or just, I'm going to pick someone like if I can make a wish and it could be anybody in the world right now, go on a date with Mm -hmm. her. And I don't care how old she is. I'm picking Penelope Cruz because I adore her. We would do like an afternoon movie, then go out to dinner, then have like a nice like finish the dinner at my house with like a drink and dessert and lead to other things solid (laughs) great answer (laughs) that's what i'm gonna i like it so for me i'm pretty crazy if i don't say my girlfriend right so i think a night out with andy we're going back to croatia we're going to this restaurant where we went out it's just called posat and forget if i already talked about this on the pod so i'll be brief but it was like on a castle basically overlooking the adriatic sea some amazing seafood one of the best meals i've had in my life we both had in our lives so that was definitely a top night and would definitely love to recreate that what more could you ask for but then if i'm answering the question in the vein that i think was meant to be asked for like an unrealistic date. I'm going to have to say Gal Gadot. Um, I'm on a date with Wonder Woman. What more needs to be said? It doesn't matter where we go. Like, not really. So that would be my answer for that uh, question. Good answer. I like it. The next question was actually from my girlfriend, Andy. So her question is, what's one thing you've done that you never want to do again or that you'll never do again? Okay, I have two answers. One of them is like a serious, serious toned answer, and one of them is more lighthearted. I'll go with the lighthearted first. I, I never want to ski again okay. because you know what? I've come to the realization it's way too dangerous to trust other people on the ski hill, and I don't want to get hurt and have a screw up the rest of my life in a freak accident. Good answer. But the more serious answer to this question is what have I done that I never want to do again is lose my cool like I did on my last day when I quit Farm Boy on the spot. And that whole day was horrible. And I never want to feel like I never want to like lose control like I did that day. And I'm not going to go into details, but it's like it's a horrible feeling. Two great answers. And yeah, definitely like on the the latter would be like you learned a lot from that experience, right? And like, you know now how maybe to not act in a certain situation and like we talk about how hard it is to keep your emotions in check and like you need to go through certain things like that to realize okay like this is it's maybe good that I got this one out of the way and I learned from it and it got me to where I am now but I don't want to have to go through that again kind of thing like you do need to go through those experiences so and that's Mm -hmm. why your question is so great is that like we do need to go through some tough stuff to learn from them and realize that yeah like i don't want to do this again so mine is comp- I'm, I'm for sure forgetting stuff here like i know i've done some things that i i know i don't want to do again that i won't say on here but one thing that i i know i don't want to do again and this may surprise you or like will sound so out of character but i never want to smoke cigarettes again not that i was ever a smoker at all that's not the case but when i lived in england i would definitely just freely rip darts when we're out at a pub and someone's handing me a cigarette and like I'm having a couple of drinks, I'm like, yep, yeah, give me a cigarette. And just like it was in the 
you know, that's a capsule in my life where I was a young kid, you know, I didn't know any better. I just want to yeah. fit in, crushing some pints of Guinness. Of course, I'm going to have an unfiltered cigarette outside of a pub. Who, come on. You would do the same in my situation. So that's something that I don't want to do again, though. And I've never smoked a cigarette sober, so maybe that kind of uh, makes it better. But yeah, I never want to smoke cigarettes again because it always left like a nasty taste in my mouth too on top of the nasty taste of the beer in the morning so that's my answer kind of lighthearted i think i did not expect that answer and it's a great answer but yeah you threw me for a loop there yeah not that i thought you were an angel either i mean (laughs) i know (laughs) (laughs) that's a very good question by the way like you said Oh, love that question. Such a good question. Thank you, Andy. Yeah. It's great yeah. stuff. Thank you. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's more. Like if I, it took me a while even to think of just that. So there's definitely more that I could have uh, found. But so the next one was from our cousin, Marise. Her question was picked up any new hobbies during lockdown. So I kind of touched on it already. Like me, it's definitely been gardening and appreciation for plants. I'm a huge plant guy now. Like I have a nice philodendron monstera deliciosa right next to me right now. Tend to her on a regular basis. You know, good watering and make it and do some some propagating. We actually snapped off a a little uh, stem from her a while back and repotted it, and it didn't look like anything. A new growth was gonna come out of it, and now there's two new stems that have grown from it. It's just like a super low-key very rewarding feeling that you see these plants thriving and it's just good color in the room as well plants give you oxygen they promote and generate happiness as well underrated plants so that would be my answer that's it i can't top that answer because like i don't know if i picked up new hobbies all my existing hobbies got enhanced by covid like i've been going really hard on working out now going on long walks, but everything I did before COVID. So, um, crushing movies like, like no tomorrow. When you said earlier about the movie critic thing and maybe you should start writing, like that should be my new hobby is after maybe one movie a day or every two days, write down my thoughts instead of just thinking them. So, you know, I might start doing that actually. It's not a bad idea, but no, nothing new. It's, ever, it's just stuff that I've done. I'm doing more of. Which is good, though, that you've at least maintained your good hobbies and accentuated them too, like mm-hmm. taking them to the next level. I like kept going on working out and going for walks. Mm-hmm. And I wish I could say cooking, but like I'm still got to like kick. I got to kick myself in the butt for that and learn to cook more. I'm not going to lie on this pod. That, that could have been my answer if I wasn't lazy. I like it though. I babe. Honesty is key in an ep- in an episode called Get to Know Your Host. It's kind of a bad look if we start lying in every answer. Yeah. So. <laughs> so yeah, thanks, Marie's great question. So the next question is from my former colleague Felicia. And this actually <laughs> kind of just compound interest on the question that or my answer to the question was, what are your top favorite house plants? So I'm going to go here first, Matt, give you some time. Think about this one. But mine, I've already shown some love to the Philodendron Monstera Deliciosa plant. I love our aloe vera as well. Great looking plant. Very practical as well. I've actually used some of the gel in the aloe on like rashes that I have. like Because my skin got dry from like washing my hands and stuff a lot during COVID. So it looks great and it's a practical plant. So aloe for sure gets some love. The next one I want to get is called, it's a, in the Sensevieria family called Zelenica, which kind of has like a zebra stripe pattern on it. Dark green tint, 
just looks spectacular. It's a pretty classic plant where like, I don't really, I'm not going to try to describe it. If you want to Google it, Sensiveria zelenica, great looking plant. So that's the next one. I also want yucca trees, which are just like bare bark, I guess, going up. And then there's a, like kind of like an afro on top of leaves. Yu-Gi-Oh hairstyle, maybe like spiky <laughs> leaves. I don't know. But I definitely want more plants down the road. So Wow. Plants. I have to follow that. <laughs> Full disclosure, I have zero plants in my house. But I do have an answer because thanks to my sister, shout out Isabel. Hopefully you're listening. I'm going to get you to listen to this episode since you're, I'm shouting you out here. <laughs> she has these like three little mini cactus plants. And when she bought them, I didn't think anything of them. I'm like, okay, they look cool. But like the more they were exposed to the sun and she was feeding them, like they were actually getting bigger and growing a little and like stuff growing. Like it was really cool. Actually, it got me like a little intrigued and I kind of liked it. So that's my answer. Like miniature cactus or cacti. Great answer. That's all we, have I got. Couple, we have a couple of cacti here as well. And honestly, Matt, buy one plant, you'll be converted. It's so fun to watch them grow. And like I, I take pictures of them and like, okay, April 17th, 2021, this is how it looks. I watered it on this. Day. Mm. I don't know. It's just super easy to log to, and it's fun to right. see the progress. So I would definitely recommend Felicia. Thank you for the question. So the next question is from our aunt, Tante Nicole, is what is your favorite board game? Uh, I have, if I'm picking one, and it's a super boring answer, but Monopoly. I just, it's nostalgic for me playing Monopoly, like the original Monopoly with my parents and my sister, such great times. And like the game never ended, but it didn't matter. It was just fun playing it. So if I had to pick one, it's Monopoly. What about you, Eric? Yeah, I mean, I've already spoken on Monopoly on the pod. Like it's a classic Christmas tradition. That is my favorite one, but I'm going to speak more on another game that I really enjoy playing that we don't play that much, but used to a lot when I was younger is the game of life. Specifically, Monsters Inc. Edition. I think I've, I've spoken about it already on the pod. Yeah. So, like, I Classic. love life because there's so much luck in there, too. And it's kind of better to have lower rolls than high rolls where you're just blitzing through the map, like getting your, your job, your pet, your house. Collecting raffles, getting those life points. Raffles are huge in life. Honestly, like, in this game teaches you at a formative age that it's very effective to gamble your life's earnings on raffles because that's how you win the game of life <laughs> but you know i always love playing those games and um always funny to see people get just dinged on the expenses too like the captain icky is uh, <laughs> comic books eight hundo new tv eight bills just uh fun stuff jake and what's the, the most expensive pet jake the snake thank <laughs> yeah. you I still remember playing that with you. Yeah, I mean, that was a classic at uh, our house. So that's yeah. why I definitely got to show it some love. Life is a number two to uh, Monopoly. Monopoly Star Wars edition, num that's number one all day. So I've thank never you, Tony Cotton. Yeah, thanks. This is another tough one, actually. It's from my mom. So her question is, what is the accomplishment you are most proud of? So I, I broke it down. You know, I don't have like a definitive one. There's a bunch of stuff that uh, I am proud of. I'm not going to start listing them all. Anytime I accomplish something that I'm nervous for at work, whether that be like giving training, a presentation, a project that I'm working on, that I've been assigned to, that there's a certain deadline to meet, always stress for that. And I, I always apply myself a lot. Those are good accomplishments that I'm really proud of. Going to England is something that I'm super proud that I did because that definitely took me out of my comfort zone. I can't say it's something that like 
I was as nervous for as like, let's say a presentation or something because I was still excited to do that. But it was still something that I, like I was, I was nervous when I was, uh, it was almost time to start when I was in the plane landing at Heathrow airport. So yeah, I'm proud I did that. And like, I learned a lot from that. I grew a lot from that experience. So I definitely am always going to cite that as one of my favorite uh, accomplishments all the traveling I've done, super proud of that. Um, again, that's something that I never thought interests me more than that. All I knew was going to resorts in Mexico and stuff. And like that's, that was enough for me as far as traveling goes. But now that I've seen a lot of countries, um, I have an itch for it and proud of all the countries I've been to. And a cliche is the accomplishment I'm most proud of is the one that I haven't achieved yet which is kind of true. So that applies to countries too. Who knows? Maybe the best one is still out there and I haven't been there yet. Those are my answers. Those are all great answers, Eric, by the way. Like, I hope I can, my answers live up to that. But I mean, I, I looked at the question very differently where it's all like relative to like what I think is an accomplishment. I mean, most recently for me, it was a huge accomplishment because it was like a, um, it was like a roadblock for me for like, 12 years in the making that was just getting my driver's license actually like like two years ago or whatever but i had i just had never like been so lazy about it and then i finally did it and passed and i was the feeling at the feeling when she told me like yeah you did a great job let's go was like unreal that's recently i mean i was super happy in grade 12 when or in grade 11 it was announced that i had the highest mark in one of my history classes i felt like amazing going to washington dc all by myself and like exploring the city for three four days i was quite like proud that i did that even though i was a little scared the first day and like getting lost because i had i had no internet on my phone i was just rocking a, a road map yeah oh yeah underrated uh, <laughs> i've done that too That's oh great yeah and then oh it's so much simpler nowadays i don't know there's a lot of like i always bash farm boy on this podcast like oh <laughs> we'll how i left and like yeah, I mean, I don't. It doesn't matter. Uh, but like, there was some really like proud moments I had there, where like I was congratulated by like the CEO and the higher ups that like work at like even the owner once like going getting through the holiday season and we did a great job. Like I would get congr- uh, thanked by the. Well, this is when I was a manager. Like awesome. the owner would ca- came and thank me personally. I don't know. I felt really happy about that. Um, but I like your line, Eric, like future, accomp- the, it's always the next one, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't even know what it's going to be, but it's going to be great, I'm sure. Yep. So. And there will be future accomplishments. Yeah. For everyone out there, everyone listening. So no, great answers, Matt. Tough question, but uh, I think we yeah. did my mom's question justice there. So thank you. I'll see my mom. So the next one, this one, I don't know about you, but this one was a tough one for me is from our cousin, Sarah, the float shopper herself was, what is your favorite SpongeBob episode? I, I'll go first. I, I have a, I have a favorite episode. It's the one where like they, Patrick, I think Patrick and uh, SpongeBob like go camping outside like their houses and they sing the campfire song and there's like a fish, there's like a bear fish or something. And then Squidward gets roped into it too. And then they draw a circle so the fish, so that bear fish doesn't go into it. I don't know. That's the episode I like the most. I don't know if you remember that I episode. I don't remember a single moment of that episode. <laughs> I've I've definitely seen it. I was I was a huge SpongeBob guy, but I for the life of me, I can't remember a single episode. It's like I remember laughing and honestly, Patrick Starr, goat 
TV yeah. show character. And like, obviously not the best, but he was hilarious as a kid. And I feel yeah. like some of his humor still holds up. Like, in a, obviously it's stupid comedy, but just his voice, like, his, I'm not going to imitate it, yeah. but his, his delivery is all time. So while I don't have an answer for favorite episode, I do remember that I loved the movie, the song, I'm a Goofy Cooper. Oh! This is all time. That's a classic. <laughs> I like the movie too, yeah. Yeah, 2004. Wow, really? Goofy Goober is the, the tidbit I can provide for this answer. <laughs> but yeah, what Tough a question. question Definitely, yeah. We're going back to like almost 20 years, right? Yeah. Like... Yeah, man. Elementary school. So yeah, great stuff. Thank you, Sarah. The next question was from Camille Blanchard-Seguin. Her question was... How do you choose your topic for every new episode? So I'll let you, you go. Okay, what do you think? Yeah, what, okay. what was your answer on this one, Matt? Well, there's there's several answers. I mean, sometimes we go at what's like the Justice League. We didn't, that's what what was hot at the time, right? Or I mean, still is. We go with like what we see in the, in the news, B- big releases, big shows dropping. If a show's ending, like that's how we pick, I mean, our movie and TV episodes. Just to clarify, mm-hmm. um, Eric will ask, like, we'll ask each other, like, let's come up with us some ideas. It's not an easy process. Yeah, like, sometimes we have to think about it. But for movie and TV, it's what's, like, what's hot right now. You know, what's the, like, Cobra Kai was super hot on Netflix. We did that. But Eric, I mean, you, you you talk more about this, but, like, when you know someone with an interesting hobby, that's... Yeah, you spoke on, like, the timeliness of, like, a topic or a, a hot item movie or TV show. Like, we'll try to capitalize on that for sure. Like, as soon as those MCU, like, the Loki show is done, we're going to do an episode on the MCU products that have dropped in the first half of this year. But until then, the, I don't know if there is a movie that we really want to talk about or that everyone will, will have seen and that we want to talk about until then. So if not, like, yeah, we'll look around like, okay, um, do we know someone who could talk about this kind of topic? Or we'll just bounce ideas off each other and be like, okay, like, we need a topic for next episode. And then you'll come back with, like, let's do the book club. Like, that was all you just, like, I just said, like, yeah, what are we doing next episode? And you said, like, yeah, let's talk about books. So it's very organic. I don't think any of it's forced. We There's no. so much to talk about. And all we need to do is sit down, think about it a little bit, and then the topic just comes to us. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all that I have to say on it. Like, we just, well, um, a topic will come up, and then I'll write up a few questions. You'll write up different ideas to build off of that topic, and then right, we have our episode, and then we just record. And... I honestly think, Eric, that, like, if I were to, if we were to, if I were to bring a to like, I have a topic in mind right now that I'm going to pitch to you after we get off the recording. But like, I guarantee if I didn't, if I guarantee we could do an episode just improv freestyle, because I think we, we, we have a good flow of conversation between us. And like, we, no matter how prepared we are, stuff always comes up and then we can just go off on that because we're very comfortable with each other. And I, I mean, I, I like, I listen to a lot of other podcasts and I get a lot of ideas. Like, like the list episodes are my favorite where we do like a top 10, top five. Or like if we do a versus, like we did Disney versus Pixar. I've heard of like, I've seen that done in other formats with other things. I love that stuff, debating. I mean, I get inspired by other podcasts too. And then I like, I bring the ideas to Eric. I don't know if you knew that, Eric, but I do steal from other shows sometimes. But they'll never know because they're not really, they're not mainstream shows. It's just, 
everybody takes good ideas anyway. That's the thing, right? Sampling in music. Yeah. Like all the new music yeah. really samples old music. Who is already sampling older music? And and then if we're like stuck for a, we're really stumped, we'll just do a movie scene episode. Like or what have you watched recently? Like, you know, like that's a, a safety net kind of. Like that's how I yeah. see it. We could do those episodes all the time, but I, I we like to space them out more. But like, they'll never yeah. be... Um, Oh, we'll never get to the Sunday before the Monday that the episode drops or we have nothing. Like there's always something to talk about. And that's what I love about this show. It's easy conversations. Nothing's forced. And yeah, the freestyle, like I'm sure we could do an episode like that. Maybe we will down the road. I do think having a topic just to structure the conversation is important. But hey, yeah. who knows? We'll, uh, we'll see um, what, what we um, come up with freestyle down the road. So yeah, thank you, Kemi. So the next question was from the homie Mart Chevy, two-time guest on the show. His question was, what is your best home-cooked meal? Okay, I'll go first because it's easy. I mean, I, I do know how to cook steak. I worked in a meat shop for nine years at Farm Boy. I keep talking about Farm Boy. I don't know what coming. it is. Still, a, <laughs> I'm still in love with Farm Boy, maybe. Cooking, in a, a rib, like cooking a ribeye steak with some mash or rice with veggies or a salad. Like that's my go-to. Nice. I do know how to cook that. Or wait, part two, spaghetti with sauce and then uh, ground beef in the sauce or meatballs, you know, nice. I, I, I can do that pretty well. That's those, I'd be comfortable cooking those meals for people. Mm, nice. Yeah, I've got, um, I mean, I'm going to focus on like the meat, I guess here. Like I do cook some good salmon. I have a good um, rub, a mix of spices that I've made that is just killer. I have good salmon, good tuna steaks. Right now I've been buzzing on the barbecue. Like the, this week cooked three meals on the barbecue there. I got some some burgers, some chicken, nice. variations of chicken. And uh, I love love cooking on the barbecue. Uh, a salad, I mean, top notch. <laughs> a fully loaded salad. It's like a sub. You just take the bread out and like, you're, you're good to go. <laughs> I can, like, another one of my specialty, which this wouldn't be a meal, but it's, um, it's food that I make, which I think is very good. It's a healthy paleo bread. So it's... um. It's actually kind of supposed to be like a healthy hamburger bread substitute, but I just eat it straight up. And if anyone wants the recipe, I can definitely share it. Super easy to make. You use like some variations of flours, like some almond flours, some tapioca flour, some flaxseed in there. I'm not going to just list everything else in there, but those are the big three. And just whip that up in the kitchen, chefing up. 200 pies just cooking and yeah that's definitely one of my favorites that i cook up regularly and it's not a meal of course it's just a little breakfast bread and uh, yeah i mean there's others i'm sure and i'm actually gonna give credit to my mom mostly everything that i've listed here is stuff that she's shown me how to cook through virtual cooking sessions that we had at some point during um quarantine like in in the fall and I learned a lot from her like that spice rub like I didn't just make that up I got that from my mom so um big props to my mom shout out Lynn I mean it's it's fun to discover new recipes and that's something that during COVID I've definitely improved is my cooking I think I've become quite a if I can say so myself quite a good cook and I like trying new recipes just cooked a great pork tenderloin Asian sauce on there tonight turned out fantastic 
So just I, I love if anyone has any recipes that they want to share, send them my way. I love trying new stuff. I actually cooked some utility grade duck a few months ago. Turned out terribly, but you know it's fun to try some new things. You know, <laughs> and wow. Duck breast or like the leg or the whole duck? No, like full bird. We bought it wow. at Superstore. It was frozen. They let it thaw for a couple of days. And unfortunately, I didn't really have a recipe in mind when I bought this duck. I just wanted to buy the, the utility-grade duck. And yeah, I just made like a paprika spice blend, which I've made for, which I've used on other, like let's say a pork, for example, pork tenderloin I've used on that. So it wasn't in a, an original recipe specifically for duck. I've had duck before in restaurants and both times they've, it's been incredible. And I think going forward, that's the only time that I'm going to have duck is in a nice restaurant. I will not be cooking my own duck going forward. That's lesson learned. You know, it's, um, Hey, you learn from these moments. So trial and error. That's the best way to learn. Yeah, exactly. Failure is the best teacher, they say. So thank you for that. The last question we got was from my coworker, Kathy. Kemi also asked this question. Their question was, what made you want to start a podcast? So we've talked about this already on the pod, but you know, I want to bring it back again. For me anyways, when I wanted to start this podcast was in 2017, 2018 is when I was really in a run of listening to hockey podcasts. And I found myself thinking like, ah, like this is something I could do. I looked into getting some equipment too. I was talking to my friend, Mart Chevy, who was the first guest on this pod. Actually, we talked about like, like in How I Met Your Mother, where they say like, we should, we should start a bar. And then they start a bar for like one night and it's a disaster. But we ended up deciding to record an episode at his house in Montreal. I wrote down for the weekend. We like just, we didn't really have much prepared. Like we had some topics like hockey we wanted to talk about and stuff. And then we just drifted off into random conversation and it was really fun. And he, it was clear that it would be like my pod and he was the guest and I took it and yeah, just ran with it from there. And since yeah, started in 2018, March, 2018 was the first pod. And it's now we've really found some great consistency, especially since COVID. We had a, a bit of a rut for a couple of weeks when COVID started. But since, like, I'd have to look at what episode specifically. We've done ep- an episode every two weeks. I don't plan on missing the mark going forward. Matt joined in 2019. Alleviated a lot of pressure for me to always have to come up with ideas and get guests. Because when it was just me, I would always have to find a guest. And that would often be, like... it it would be on like their own area of expertise and I was learning about it, which I still, I love doing, but with you, Matt, like it's so much easier now that we can talk about stuff that we both are very comfortable with and know of like movies, hockey, music, whatever. I've talked a lot about this there. You can uh, go, what made you want to join the pod or when you started the podcast and then of course I listened to it and and then you had a different guest episode, like you kept having different guests. And I'm like, okay, in my head, I'm like, eventually he's going to ask me. I know it's going to happen. He, of course, he's going to ask me eventually. So I was super nervous already before you even asked if I wanted to be on an episode. And I, of course, I wasn't going to say no. I'm not going to miss that opportunity. And then when we recorded that episode, uh, the horror episode, I was like dead nervous before I got to <laughs> your house. And I was like super scared. And But then it, it went really well. And then... When you brought, when you asked me to come on the clown episode, like talking about the joke or Joker with, I think Basan was on that yeah. one. I was way less nervous. Like the more I do it, the the more comfortable I get. And you know what? When you asked me to come full time, I didn't really think long, Eric. I just said, like, I knew I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm a huge podcast listener. 
So I think that helped into making my decision. Like I'm like, oh, I listen to so many other podcasts and honestly, quite honestly, a lot of them, some of them are not as, if they can do it, I can do it type mentality. Like why not? I have lots to say on certain subjects, so why not? Yeah. And I don't regret it for a minute. I'm super happy yeah. you did join. I rem- I actually remember sending you the text asking you to come on the pod. I was at work and I w- I was talking to Basam and we talked about the episode and how well it went. And I was like, I remember being in a rut of like, oh my God, what am I going to do for the next episode? Like, and I forget how we got to that point, but it was like, it was brought up that like the episode went really well with the three of us. And I guess I just didn't even consider having Basam as a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> but he had his own oh. podcast you know that's no shade yeah. at all all love yeah he already had his own podcast and i want to coast i forget if it was him who actually recommended you specifically or if i brought it up and then he supported but either way like it came from that conversation after the pod that you were on with him and yeah i mean haven't looked back since it's been a, a blast since you've joined I, I love doing these pods like that's another big thing for the through court through covid is to keep yeah. um, the sanity is to have this to think about and like always think of new ideas for the pod and stuff. Well said. We'll have to, next time, but Sam's on, we'll have to ask him like what went down that fateful day <laughs> at the office. <laughs> so actually speaking of the Sam, I didn't add his question to the master list, but I went on Instagram and I did find it. So yeah, he's the last question. So his question was, have you ever had any near death experiences? If so, what happened? I'm sure I have had a few more, but two that I remember specifically were one time I was on my way to work and I went to McDonald's to get some coffee. I wasn't really looking. I was turning left on onto oncoming traffic, I guess, to cross the street. I don't know why, but I guess I just slammed on the brakes because like an 18 wheeler was coming by and like would have smoked oh. me. So it's like you got always got to be careful on the road and uh so that was a like lucky for me there i think i was like putting my coffee in the cup holder or something i was i wasn't really paying attention and yeah i don't know i just hit the brakes and uh, the other one was like i don't think this was a near-death experience but it's kind of funny is when i was a kid i was um biking like on a my bicycle in the middle of the street and i was just biking like no hands like being a little cocky and then there was a car coming and i was drifting into the lane coming to and the car was coming towards me and they got into the other lane the lane that I should have been in I was just in like a suburban residential area neighborhood and I remember the guy in the passenger seat driving by it was a, like a young adult he yelled at me you idiot and I remember like crying that this guy yelled at me that and I knew I was at fault that I wasn't like I didn't have proper control of my bike and I should have been shouldn't have been swerved into the other lane of oncoming traffic should have been more careful and yeah I mean that was that was a tough moment for me wow <laughs> the first one's really scary yeah the second uh, the, one's the kind of jokes one. eh but the, the, the second one's funny I'll, I'll start with a funny one where I wasn't there's no way I was gonna it's not a near death but it's kind of funny it's when a lady ran over my foot I mean I'm walking on Innis towards the Walmart and she's trying to pull out, like turn right onto incoming traffic, but she's only looking on the other side to where the cars are coming. She's not checking both sides to see if there's pedestrians. So I'm like, okay, I think she won't go. So I start walking and she starts going right when I'm walking in front of her. <laughs> I pull back, but like my, thank God I kind of scrunched my toes and my shoe was a little big, but she only ran over the top of my foot and my shoe <laughs> protected me. But like it was on there for a good two seconds until like she, 
she like backed up a little, and then she she's like, oh, she started freaking out. She thought she broke my foot or something, but oh I laughed it off. Yeah, I was more I was more embarrassed than being mad at her. I was not mad at her at all. I was more like, oh my god, I'm sorry. Uh, well, so <laughs> it could have been worse. So polite. Yeah. You're apologizing for having your foot run over. <laughs> so Canadian. I know. I'm like, I'm okay. It's okay. Uh, second time. Uh, the second part of my answer is, you know, on uh, Dizzy Pinet near like the Cardinal soccer field, like before that, there's like the forest area in the trails in the forest where you can like bike or walk in there. Like yes. this is kind of near your parents' house, Eric. Yep. Like any any wooded area there, you can bike in the trails and explore. And as kids, we would ride our bikes through steep hills and do stupid stuff. And I remember once hitting the wrong brake and my fr- uh, hitting the brake on my front wheel and flipping my bike over a hill and just going like catapulting down the hill. And I mean, I could have hit my head on a tree and died. Oh and I, I was really scared that day. I remember my friends had to like pick me up and we had to walk over to the quickie and like hydrate me and get me some food in me because I was feeling woozy. Yeah, those trails are dangerous though. I don't know if you remember like walking or biking through there. Yeah, of course. On DZP net. Yeah, it's like, like roots sticking out everywhere. You can trip so easily. That's my answers. Okay, yeah, great stuff. Great question, Basam. Uh, hopefully the near-death experiences are limited for us down the road, <laughs> but you know, everybody's got them. So now those are all the questions that are all the submissions for the um, the contest. I've put everyone who's participated in a random number generator. Our winner will receive a limited edition Easy Conversations mug. So best of luck, everybody. So the winner of the custom Easy Conversations mug is... Camille Blanchard-Séguin. Congratulations. All right. Congratulations. Camille, big dub. Thank you very much, everyone who participated in the contest. You know, we love when you all send us some submissions, whether an item is up for grabs or not. You know, we just love to hear from you all and uh, look forward to future submissions for future contests down the road. You know, we're always going to do some giveaways, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, hopefully it's been a good opportunity for you to get to know us even more. For the ones who don't know me and for the ones who don't know Matt. Yeah, I echo everything you said, Eric. Um, I love like answering these questions with complete honesty. I mean, I think my mom's the only one that could call me out on some of these because <laughs> she might remember things differently. But yeah, it is easy to misremember some stuff too there. I know you do have a <laughs> I know you have a great memory map, but I know I like definitely misremember some uh, stories or well, what have yeah. you there, but Sometimes we exaggerate or we don't we change a couple who doesn't do that? Yeah, exactly. You know? But no, I, Eric, I, I know we're going to do this down the road again because it's such a fun format. I already have questions in my head that I'm, I, I have for next time for you, because there's like, there's endless, you can go on and on forever and uh, we'll, we'll have another sweet drawing. Of course. I mean, I can't wait to see what the prize will be. There's always something like I want to, I want to make more merch with this logo, like the Rick and Morty edition. I think uh-huh. it's awesome, and there, I've only made a few things. Like I have a T-shirt that I'm rocking right now. Matt, you have the same one. I made myself a hoodie, one of one. So yeah, I mean, I think people, I, people have told me they want hoodies like that. So when it's hoodie season again, uh, for sure gonna make some different colors. Like the white one's mine. Like no one's getting that hoodie. So <laughs> we'll uh, we'll definitely have more custom merch down the road for the people who support us and Matt, any final notes for the listeners? No, just everyone. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, 
It's been a blast, Eric. Thank you again to everyone who submitted a question. It really means a lot to me. Um, and everybody, just stay positive out there and stay safe. So yeah, thanks a lot, everybody, for listening. Stay tuned for episodes dropping every two Mondays. Continue to stay safe. I love you all. And yeah, peace.